0: On today's edition of Star Wars The Hyper Podcast, we take another look at the Rise of Kylo Ren series and how it could connect to future pieces of canon. Welcome back, everyone. It's been a crazy week in the real world, and... uh... Yeah, I don't know. Personally, I find that having something to read at home, something to listen to, is definitely a good distraction from all of the craziness out there in the world right now. Hopefully, you feel the same way, and this podcast, as well as the comics and other materials that we're going to be covering, are a way to do that. I know a lot of people have been watching the early release of Rise of Skywalker on digital download. Um, I ordered it on Blu-ray, so I still have to wait two weeks for mine, but I'm really excited to have the audiobook uh, starting tonight at midnight. It should be available from Audible, and I'm excited to read the novelization after hearing so many rumors and leaks about it for months. But anyway, today's topic is going back to The Rise of Kylo Ren. We covered this in-depth last week as the series wrapped, but I wanted to go back and look a little bit more carefully and how we could connect to future Star Wars stories. So first of all, the, the main thing in here that's relevant to this podcast in particular is the exploration um, of a Jedi temple uh, from the High Republic era. So this was one of the hints that we got. Um, of the higher public idea before they officially announced that that's what Project Luminous was. And we see in issue number two of the Rise of Kylo Ren series, Luke traveling with Lorsan Tekka and a young Ben Solo um, to go visit an outpost. Now, San Anteka says, "I think after all my wanderings, I can recognize the description of a Jedi outpost when I hear it." He had been uh, doing some research and heard about a contact, um, heard from a contact about a location um, that was previously unknown. <clears throat> so the three of them venture out together to go uh, explore it. Now, as I've mentioned before, San Anteka says that this was probably from the High Republic era, um, and he notes, "Quote: It was a time of greatly expanded Jedi activity throughout the galaxy." So what do they see when they get there? And what could it tell us about the High Republic period? Well, interestingly, the temple that they find um, looks a lot like the real-life location of Petra um, in Jordan. When this first kind of came out, that, you know, the comic um, came out and people were looking at this and saying, oh, this is connected to whatever that secret High Republic project is. At that point, if you recall, a lot of people were thinking that the High Republic period was going to be the next series of movies. So as soon as this came out, people noticed how much this looks like one of the most famous um, you know, attractions in Jordan and certainly the most famous um, part of the city of Petra, um, which is this temple. And the temple from um, the comic looks a lot like this temple. Um, people uh immediately kind of said maybe, you know, they're thinking that they could be filming this there. Um, it's certainly possible that, you know, they could have filmed um, this location in real life in Jordan and added in the big Jedi statues um, to that uh, and, you know, kind of altered it digitally but used a real, um, a real scene to film, which would definitely be in keeping with a lot of kind of what they've done um, with other things. Actually, if you look back at Rogue One, um, the Jedi uh, background scenes are filmed in um, the Wadi Rum Desert in Jordan, Um, and, you know, they did a similar thing there, again, with a big Jedi statue that you see crumble on the ground, you know, that superimposed over the real images that they were taking of the desert. That's, I think, the third time um, that that desert has been used in Star Wars, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it was used for the, um, to do some photos um, to use in the pod racing scenes in Phantom Menace. Uh, It was also used most recently as Pasana in The Rise of Skywalker. So they've been to Jordan um, at least three times by my count for either filming or you know to take um, I I don't think that they did filming for episode one but they they used it to create the landscape. So they've been making a lot of use of that and I actually went to Jordan a long time ago um, about 10 years I think and uh when i was there they um uh, i went on uh, a tour to both the wadi rum desert um which is beautiful and just this completely crazy landscape that definitely looks like something out of a movie um and also i i went to petra petra was really cool um and this would be a great place for them to draw inspiration for star wars like they have possibly with this location and maybe for them to film someday Um, Petra is really interesting because when you travel around the Middle East, um, I spent a lot of time in Egypt as well, going to a lot of temples and ruins there. And a lot of them are not as exciting as you'd think they'd be. For example, if you go to the pyramids, you can't really see anything on the inside of the pyramids except for a tunnel. And then, you know, outside it's amazing. They're huge. Um, you know, it's, breathtaking, but there's not anything to actually do or kind of walk around or explore. And Petra, on the other hand, this is like an entire city carved into the rocks. There are tons of caves, you know, some I think were used for burials, um, some I believe were, were used for homes. Um, there's a lot of different kinds of uh, ruins and sculptures and stuff. And the kind of famous image of Petra, um, which I'll put onto my uh, Instagram page, which is just Hyra podcast um, on Instagram, um, the famous kind of image of, of Petra, of this like temple built into the rocks, that's just one little part of it. You can actually spend days and days and days wandering around Petra. They have all sorts of, um, you know, trails that you can take and go and explore all of these ruins, and it's amazing. Um, So it's really, it was my favorite place that I went in the whole six months that I spent in the Middle East. Petra was the most um, interesting to visit because there was just so much to actually see and really imagine how people were living there. So definitely I could see that as being, you know, a great place to do some filming for Star Wars. Now, of course, The, you know, right now they're saying that the High Republic period doesn't actually connect to any movies, and I tend to believe them, and, you know, I appreciate that. I'm glad that this is focused on publishing and not just a preview of a movie series where, you know they're afraid to reveal any big story points because they don't want to spoil the movies, um, I'm excited that this is its own thing. But definitely, if they were ever going to go and to do some filming, um, you know, to connect anything to this, that would be uh, really cool to see Petra on film. And there's so much there that they could use. Um, there's really a whole, like, lost city that they could, uh, you know, turn into ruins. And maybe they're not going to ever do any movies of the High Republic period, but maybe, you know, they could go back to this um, to this outpost in another Star Wars story and use that for filming. Um, I don't know if they actually had any of that in mind or if they just drew inspiration from that. Or maybe it's a total coincidence um, or, you know, an uh, unintentional, um, you know, association that the artist made. Who knows? But definitely interesting um, to kind of look at this and think about how, you know, that part of it could connect to the High Republic era. Anyway, we definitely see um, some interesting things within the temple that could give us some hints as to the um the high republic period and i keep calling it a temple but it's really not they called it an outpost they don't really reveal what they're what they were doing there um but they do say as they walk in luke says this isn't an outpost it's a treasure trove and lor san teka says the jedi of the time must have used this as a storage site and been unable to return the items um to return to gather these items it's truly unfortunate And then Luke makes a reference to Jocasta New, the librarian who we find out um, survived uh, Order 66 and ends up coming up in one of the Darth Vader comics. Um, And it really, you know, does look like they have a lot of treasures there. So um, Luke is in front of what looks to be a holocron. um, And there is, you know, shelf upon shelf of mostly uh, covered things. There's a lot of kind of, you know, um, sheets of sorts covering objects, you know, as if it was uh, like... um, you know, a closed section of a museum or something. So we don't actually get to see too much of what's around there. Um, But it is uh, definitely would be a really cool set to see um, in, you know, uh, TV or movie. Um, And we can guess that, you know, if they had all of these things stored there, that they were probably there for learning. Um, They probably weren't there, you know, hiding items. Um, that wouldn't necessarily make sense if they built this during a time of peace and during a time of expanded Jedi activity. You know, they were probably there as like a learning outpost. Um, maybe maybe this is going to show that the Jedi of that time were less um, centralized than they were during the um, Republic that we know from the prequels. Maybe instead of all being kind of this insular, um, you know, Fortress on Coruscant, they were out in, you know, a more remote area where they could focus more on their studies and focus more on the Force. That would actually make a lot of sense. And we have seen some hints of that in some of the other Star Wars stories. You know, there was one um, series of comics where Darth Vader faces off against... Um, a very powerful warrior Jedi who had been off in seclusion, um, kind of just meditating. And, you know, there were probably a lot of Jedi who who were doing that for different reasons at different points um, during the prequel era. But I think a lot of them had probably gotten called back to Coruscant to be part of the war effort. And, um, you know, it seemed like that the Order was very kind of rigid, Um, and centralized during that part of Star Wars history. So maybe at this point they weren't. Maybe they were more independent. Maybe they were, um, you know, more inclined to pursue uh, a a peaceful, quiet life and not be part of this huge, you know, centralized um, structure on the capital planet. Maybe the Jedi were less connected to politics in general then. And, you know, it wasn't important for them to be on Coruscant because that really wasn't their purpose. In any event, um, like I said, they definitely seem to be here for learning. And I think that the presence of holocrons and that kind of thing shows that we're probably going to get a lot more of that kind of um, lore in the High Republic series. It definitely seems like they've been moving way and way more into that over the years. Um, with you know a, a lot of that explored on Rebels, um, a lot explored in the comics, and you know I think Rise of Skywalker was kind of the pinnacle of seeing. Um, finally these kind of artifacts and the obsession that Lucasfilm has really had with that kind of thing um, finally appear on screen. And so it makes sense that if that's something that they really like and that they think is resonating with readers and viewers, that they're going to continue going in that direction. So maybe we'll find out, you know, some of the knowledge that that they had, And maybe we'll find out why that knowledge is lost. I mean, maybe as the High Republic period comes to an end and they go into this um, catastrophic phase, maybe a lot of these... Outposts were just forgotten. Um, maybe the Jedi who were were kind of leading them, you know, either have to go back to Coruscant or maybe they get separated. Um, maybe they perish. Maybe the ways to get to these planets um, and even their kind of location um, disappears. You know, we we definitely know that the High Republic period is going to have. Um, something to do with disruption and travel um, and, you know, changes and in, in the way that hyperspace is done. They've been hinting at a lot at those kind of topics. So maybe, you know, the way that they had of, of getting to this world um, is lost. And, you know, eventually somehow Luke and Laura Santeca figure it out. Um, but maybe for a time, you know, that knowledge is lost. And with it, the knowledge that's stored within the outpost. On the other hand, maybe, you know, the Jedi had just kind of kept this um, as it is, and maybe it had been periodically visited since the High Republic period, and it was during um, Order 66 when it, you know, be- became lost to history. Uh, maybe it, maybe the Jedi had known that it was there, and they just hadn't bothered moving things, and, you know, at the point of Order 66, of course, you know, there were so few Jedi that no one had been able to go back and um, reclaim what was there. So, who knows, um, I, I definitely think that this um, storyline, you know, gives us a little hint that the Jedi of this time were explorers, but also scholars, um, also perhaps kind of nomadic, um, maybe more independent than the Jedi that we are used to seeing, and all of that can be really interesting to explore. Because I do think that when we reflect on the prequel era and think about, you know, what were some of their shortcomings that allowed the Jedi Order to fall, I definitely think that um, kind of losing their curiosity in the Force um, and becoming so hierarchical um, and, and, you know, less connected to the people, those all seem to be aspects of their downfall. So it would make sense that the High Republic period would explore um, a different time and a different style um, for Jedi learning. So I'm going to continue with a few more thoughts after a quick break. So as I mentioned on last week's podcast, summarizing the whole story of the rise of Kylo Ren, in issue three, we do see uh, Ben Solo destroy the outpost um, on that planet that, you know, he had previously traveled to. Um, So we know that, you know, before the sequel trilogy, this uh, outpost is no more and has been destroyed. So we can kind of assume that, you know, it it's never gonna show up in Canon material after that it, unless maybe as a pile of of rubble, but it looks pretty well destroyed. However, definitely it could come up that the planet Elfrona and this outpost in particular could come up in other canon material besides the new um High Republic line of stories. Um it could definitely come up as something, you know, in the uh era between the um, the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy, um, that would make sense. You know, the Knights of Ren um, come and confront Luke and Ben Solo in Larsanteca uh, while they are visiting the outpost. So obviously uh, the Knights of Ren were aware of it, which means that Snoke and Palpatine were probably aware of it too. Um, Snoke seems to know uh, their whereabouts at this point. And, you know, Palpatine is controlling Snoke. So presumably the Sith knew about this, which actually kind of makes me curious, you know, why Palpatine hadn't gone there and cleared this out during the empire. Maybe it was until after Palpatine's death that he figured it out. So that could definitely be, um, a story. We could see this getting explored more and how they came to find it. Um, but I was thinking in general, you know, maybe not with this location showing up, but with the idea, um, I would love to see more, about Luke and Ben traveling around together, perhaps with Lorsan um, and exploring the galaxy and kind of founding Luke's Jedi Order. I think that that would make an amazing animated series in particular. Um, I think that this line of comics and seeing them explore this outpost and thinking about all of the other mysteries that are out there in the galaxy um, would be great. And, you know, maybe an animated series could start with Luke um. And Ben, you know, coming together, Luke says that he decided to start um, training other Jedi after not doing so initially after Return of the Jedi. Um, And he says that it was Ben Solo's power and his feeling that maybe he could train him that made him decide to start training Jedi. So maybe Luke, uh, you know, starts out in a series in the future, going around with Ben Solo, um, traveling and learning and showing us a lot of these locations, going back to some, you know, lost history of the Jedi, and eventually deciding to kind of settle down a little bit more permanently and form his own Jedi Academy. For all we know, where we see Luke um, having settled um, on his Jedi Academy, which we saw, you know, briefly, um, even back to The Force Awakens, and then saw a lot more of in The Last Jedi, maybe that um, itself is a site from the High Republic era. Maybe that's um, another outpost that, you know, had been established where there was Jedi um, learning and training going on far away from the temple in Coruscant, and that's what Luke decided to um, reclaim. It's definitely interesting that Luke did not decide to go back to Coruscant, Uh, Of course, the Jedi Temple um, on Coruscant had been turned into Palpatine's palace, and we don't really know what happens to it after that. Um, I do think there was some mention of it somewhere in the Star Wars uh, universe, but I can't remember right now what I had read about that. Um, In the uh, canceled version of Episode Nine, written by Colin Trevorrow, um, they do go back to Coruscant, which is, uh, I think, really great. And I'd love to go and and do an episode of the podcast looking at that script. At some point, because it's definitely worth a read if you haven't already. Um, but you know, they go into kind of Coruscant having been retaken by the First Order. Of course, in at the version of episode nine that JJ Abrams did that we actually got to see in theaters, um, there was no, you know, travel back to Coruscant, so we didn't get to see what might have happened there. But Luke definitely decided to pick another temple. So Maybe that's, you know, connected to the High Republic era as well, or maybe he just kind of built it um, fresh to give them a new start. In any event, I think that, you know, this kind of idea of Luke, San Santeca, and Ben is really ripe for more storytelling. And, you know, it could be more books, it could be more comics. Um, I definitely think that just a four-issue run of The Rise of Kylo Ren doesn't do that whole storyline justice, although it's a great um, miniseries from Marvel. Uh, you know, there's so much more that they could explore. There are just years and years there Um, And I think an animated series, personally, would be my favorite way to see that told. Um, I think it could be uh, really great to maybe get Mark Hamill back to voice that. We know he's a fantastic voice actor. Um, Why wouldn't they want to give Mark Hamill, you know, a a voice role um, to continue the story of his character? And, um, you know, I think that there's... uh, there's only so much that you can do in terms of engaging the community, unfortunately, through books and comics, so for people who haven't read this comic series um, and haven't gotten to see you know, this side of Ben's story, doing an animated series could be a way of getting more people on board. Personally, when I think about ideas for animated series that I'd love to see, I'm really excited for the idea of a Rebels spin-off that follows Ahsoka um, and her search for um, Ezra along with um, Sabine, but. Close up there, like tied with that idea um, for me in terms of what I'd be excited to see, would be something to follow Luke's um, story in terms of founding the Jedi uh, the Jedi Order. The only downside I see to that is um, part of my problem with the Clone Wars and really with Rebels is that you basically know where both of them end. Um, and with Clone Wars in particular, one of your protagonists for the whole series is actually you know, the main bad guy from the original three Star Wars movies. So it's kind of hard to watch and and root for him knowing what he's going to go on to do. It's still a great series, don't get me wrong, but I think that it's a little hard to start out um, a movie where you know that, you know, the main character that you're supposed to like uh, ends up being a bad guy. So that's the only downside I can see to exploring more of this in a TV series, but I would still um, love to see it and love to see a little hint as far as um, Ben Solo's fall. I also think that, interestingly, while this comic series is very nice and tight and a complete story on its own, it leaves so much to, um, to mystery still. Like, for example, Snoke's relationship with Ben is clearly well-established by the time that we see in this comic series. Even in the flashback where uh, Ben and Luke travel to this Jedi outpost, It's clear that, you know, this is years before. Ben looks pretty young in in this uh, part of the comic, and he's already talking to Snoke. So we know that their relationship has gone on for a long time, and we have no idea how that began. It would also be really cool to explore um, more about how Palpatine himself played into that. And in the comic, we only get a tiny, tiny peek of Palpatine. In the last issue of this series, we get to see him um, kind of pulling the strings, so a TV series could go way beyond that. You know, they they really left a lot to still be explored here. Even if the TV series that I'm imagining in my head, which would probably never happen anyway, (laughs) but even if it did happen, um, and it went all the way up to Ben Solo's fall to the dark side, I still think that they have a lot here that's not in the comic, um, that could be explored and shown. So it wouldn't be like we've already seen that whole story played out before, um, in the, in the comics. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't be worth telling again. I definitely think that it would be worth seeing. Um, It's also, you know, they they have been a few instances where they've kind of retold or told different sides of something we've already seen in books or comics on screen. And I think that's okay. Um, Again, because not everyone reads these things. So it's only a small group of us who would have already seen kind of these events unfold. And I think that they can always add more to it. They can embellish as long as they don't start going back and just totally redoing things. Um, we saw that a little bit with the Rise of Skywalker, just kind of trampling over other parts of Star Wars canon, you know, with the assumption that Who cares what the geeks who read the books and comics and, you know, play the video games have seen and if it doesn't line up with that? I hope that we get away from that and that they don't keep doing that kind of thing. But if they want to retell this story and put a new fresh spin on it um, as part of a TV series someday, I would be totally happy with that. And I'm definitely all for an animated series here and not a uh, live action series because... I don't know if I'm ready or will ever be ready to see Mark Camel recast as Luke. Um, I definitely don't want to see him digitally de-aged series after series. Um, And I I don't know if I want to see Ben Solo recast either. So I would be all for animation. Animation at Lucasfilm has been amazing so far. So why not continue that trend with something here? Anyway, um, that about wraps it up for this week's edition of the podcast. Thanks for listening as I kind of go through a second time um, the Rise of Kylo Ren series and think about how it connects to everything. I just thought that there was so much here that I couldn't do it justice and just one episode of the podcast. So I hope that you've enjoyed diving into it a second time with me. On Thursday, I will be back for the second um, of this week's podcast with something brand new, looking at the Rise of Skywalker novelization. I'm not going to go ahead and speed read all of it. I like to take my time with books, so I won't be covering the whole thing. I'll be covering as far as I'm able to get in the first couple days, which may be pretty far given the whole quarantine situation that we're in. So if you wanna listen along, Um, you know, start out reading the book when it comes out, um, you know, tomorrow morning. And uh, we'll see how far we can get on Thursday and continue next week. Thanks for listening.